Welcome to Fake Friends Podcast Season 2, Episode 4, Grown As Tribes. You've heard us talk about our tribes and our chosen family, but how do we define our tribe? This episode, we're sharing the tools we use to create deep and meaningful relationships. I'm Kiara Rose. And I'm Sola T. And per usual, we're going to kick off this week's episode with our Skin Deep Question of the Week. This week's question is, what's one thing you would have never done if it weren't for me? What you would have did. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, never. Never. Never, ever, ever. ever. Do you want me to go first? All right. Go ahead. I'll go first. I would have never went back to my job that I'm in right now if it weren't for Keith. That was like, that's a never. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I know she over there screaming like, Ugh. <laughs> but no, I think right. it was Sorry, a really girl. good thing. It was a really good thing. Um, I definitely wouldn't have gotten to Baltimore in the way that I did. And I'm really appreciative of that. Um, And also, like, it provided me some stability during a time where I was really crumbling to kind of just figure out a lot. So if anything, I had that constant. But it was definitely her who was like, girl, I think you should just um, go. (laughs) And I was like, I would have never done that. I would have never, like, without that insight, I would have just probably been crumbling and I mean it would I think that the the interesting thing about this question is like it assumes you wouldn't have got there and we don't know that right like we've gotten somewhere Mm -hmm. I believe like the universe is in our favor but I wouldn't have chosen this channel um and I do think this channel has provided me with certain blessings and provisions that other channels may not have Mm. so thank you thank you girl you're welcome as long as you know you're welcome (laughs) you're gonna get out of it again (laughs) Oh, believe that. So I think for me, like you saying, like, you know, there's no way to know if we wouldn't have got there. Right. So I think the never part is hard for me. But I think something you definitely helped me with is you helped me grow through my last relationship in a way that I you provided tools that Mm. helps me really understand, like, how did I even Um, put myself in that situation to begin with? What was I drawn to in that situation within myself? And so I think a lot of the conversations that we had were very focused on me and not so much the relationship. And I really appreciate that you helped me just really grow through that and then continue to grow afterwards in ways that I may not have known how to do on my own. So thank you, girl. You're welcome, girl. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, talking about tribes is I think that's a very important question, right? When you think about um, sometimes I think it's hard when you think of the situation, like I would have never done something. But when you really think about it, the path that you're on is if we believe that it's predestined, like technically you wouldn't have. Like, so if it wasn't for that person's positioning in your life, you wouldn't have been able to have the tools or been equipped with the things or the, the questions to navigate what was ahead. And I think it's an interesting aspect for friendships because we don't always want to acknowledge that. Like, it's not something we do naturally, right? To tell somebody, mm-hmm. I think we live in an era where people really cling to the self-made, right? And I'm, I'm not a fan of that whatsoever, um, but I understand right. it. Um, and I think it's very important to kind of take those moments to really reflect on how your friends have helped equip you right? Like that's a thing. Mm. Even if it's something of just them being themselves, to see it, to acknowledge it and to honor it is really, really important. Especially when we're talking about the level of friendship in a tribe. And I know I'm excited to jump into this conversation today because 
I don't always, I think we've talked about this friends and kind of that terminology is kind of like, oh, okay. But I do believe Mm -hmm. in having a core tribe. And um, I think it's important for us to think about what that looks like for each of us. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, we I got a lot of feedback actually from our second episode. You know, we talked a lot about reciprocity and friendship. And there were so many people that were like, yo, like, this resonates with me. We don't always talk about this. And so I'm excited to definitely dive deeper in talking about our specific tribes. Um, What I'm most curious about, though, is like, how do you particularly um, define that? Or how do you actually form friendships in this grown chapter? You know, I think forming grown friendships is so much different than, you know, when we go to school with someone and, you know, we just see them in class every day. I think when you're grown, you have to be very intentional. So how does that, how do you go about that? How does that look for you? And I think for grown, like you were saying, it's very, how we're taught to build friendships is very situational, um, which I think Mm -hmm. is important. It's interesting that you said what you said in terms of what, you know, I provided you in that context that you were in, because I'm always a firm believer that it has to be, the development has to be with the person, right? Because that's what's going to be sustainable. So if you are only thinking about getting out of this situation, or you're only thinking about this type of friendship, you really, it's only, it's that, um, it's contained in that. So how I, to answer that question for me, a lot of how I make my friendships and build my tribes is through me, right? Like me Mm. unlayering, unveiling different layers of myself and different dynamics and asking the universe to help grow me and asking the universe help affirm and compliment and celebrate those things. Um, And I think that we extend, um, we think about friendship in a very interesting and external way of like, I want to be friends with that person, but who are you to, who are you? Are you actually you know, mm. compatible or complementary to that person? Just like we think about it in dating, it's it's there with friendships. Connections require compatibility for them to be most healthy and enjoyable. So for me, mm. I don't really think about like, I don't necessarily meet people like, oh, I want to be their friend. I just think I put more energy into being my full self in different situations and as much as possible all the time. And I know that that is, you know, the law of attraction is working through that. So I think that's more so how I approach my tribe. And then there, I think, you know, you do want to have certain compartments. So I think there is a subconscious thought of like, I want to have friends in different phases of life. So I'm very um, Mm -hmm. intentional and centered on having friends that are moms, having friends that are married, having friends that are, you know, in open relationships in different, you know, who have different sexuality um, orientations than myself, just because I believe that that's, you know, the the more that I can add to kind of the, the, the scope around me is the more I can benefit from learning about different experiences and being open to uh, having different types of relationships with people. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely see the benefit of that for you. Um, I think for me, initially, it definitely is attraction. You know, we kind of talked about uh, different types of attraction in Soul in the City. I think in our Big ass exes episode last season. Yeah, I think that's and that really I made me think. Yeah, it really had me thinking about like how what are the ways I'm attracted to my friends, or how does this like you say like the law of attraction actually work? And it made me go back and reflect on kind of more of that like that fake ass chapter of life. And when I was younger, mm-hmm. I think I was really drawn to people that I could fix. I mm. I feel like I really was drawn that's to rude. broken people. And it made myself feel, you know, of, of value or something valuable to, 
mm-hmm. be able to, to be somehow fix this broken thing in them. So as I've learned to navigate like being grown in this new chapter of life, I'm really drawn to people who are already whole, happy, and healed. Mm-hmm. So it's more so people who like vibrate on like the same frequency as me, people who hold themselves accountable and are also able to do the same mm-hmm. for me when I'm messing up um, and aren't just things so, stuck in situations. I was going to so say, so does that mean that you, if some, if you meet somebody and they're going through some, like a, a rough chapter, does that mean that you'll kind of just be like, nah, or, um, cause I know that you mentioned like heal. I know some people look at heels as like a destination versus it, like a, a, a journey. So what mm-hmm. do you have like any markers of like, mm, mm, that you could express to kind of break it down or illustrate, um, to our friends listening of like, what would be something that you would go, you know, like if somebody can't, you know, maybe for example, like if you want to go out and they, somebody doesn't have the money to right now because they're going through something financially, would that be a turnoff if you're just meeting a friend? If I'm just meeting them, probably so. Um, okay. Now, if it's someone that I have been around and I think for me, I don't like to keep having the same conversation. You know, like if if we keep Mm -hmm. having the same conversation about finances, but you're not actually doing anything to change it, I have a problem with that. Um, Or if we keep having the same conversation about the guy you're with, and again, you're not getting out of that situation, there's only so many conversations I'm going to have with you. Like, I understand it takes time. As someone who's been there, I understand that. Um, but but I even in that, was that something? That... Again... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's something no I'll talk reason. about later. <laughs> uh, no, I'll say it's, it's actually okay. a point I'm going to talk about later, but go ahead. Sorry. I got excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I just think at this point, no, I think that's a part of being able to choose who I want to be around. And if it already is just starting off with something, because I think from past experiences, when things start off that way, like it's starting off, I'm already putting myself in this in a deficit situation with this person. To me, that does not change. From past experiences, I mean, each person is their own person, but I, I feel like part of me learning and growing is learning from my past and making different choices. Yeah. <laughs> Say that. And I think it goes back to what <laughs> we were talking about last week. You know, was that last week? No, that was episode two. Reciprocity about like, if somebody, okay, maybe the dollars aren't there and maybe that's a thing for you. If that's a boundary, honor that. But if a person doesn't believe they're rich in spirit and they don't have anything to offer or they can't right. flip that, then I think that that's a, absolutely, as you were saying, a red thing. I, I agree with you. I think that you can meet people in different spaces. And sometimes we have different callings to, to people and that may not be, a, you, they might not be a tribe member, but that just may be something mm-hmm. that you are moved in a, pl- a positioning that you have in their life. But I think it's very, very important. Over the years, I've learned it's very important to be honest with what you're seeing. Yeah. And make those yes. decisions and use your discernment to do that. I think that's absolutely on point. So I appreciate you <laughs> fleshing that out a little bit more because I think that, that that really gave the context. Because I think sometimes it's like, well, you're going to be mad because they ain't got money. Like, you have to be honest with yourself about stuff, just like you are with, you know, romantic relationship, platonic relationships require that same honesty. Right. And I think, too, it what you're saying on. about being rich in spirit is um, I'm a huge Married at First Sight fan. Anyone who knows me understands that's my show. So this season, there's a guy on there who I don't, 
think he has a ton of money, but we've never experienced that with him. Like the way mm. that he shows up for his now wife is in such a way that like it doesn't require money. Like he had one of his friends come and like serenade her with a song. They've gone on picnics. They've gone on just doing different things that really didn't require a ton of funds. So to me, if you're that person that just feels like, woe is me, I don't have any money. I can't go do X, Y, Z. It's like, but why can't, why aren't you able to be creative or, or shift it or change it or say, hey, you know, I can't really do that, but let's do this. I think that's a different dynamic exactly. of friendship versus someone expecting you that versus someone that's putting it out there expecting you to be like, I got it. Exactly. Oh, I got it. It's fine. That's, pay for dinner. It's, that's it's the fine. point. There's a that, difference. Put that, y'all. Get your pen and paper out early today, okay? That That's the point. <laughs> and I think being able to tell the difference between somebody who is using, um, and sometimes, again, it's not even subconscious. I'm not saying that people, and sometimes it is. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it's very important for you to be aware, especially when you're in a situation to build a new tribe. Like for me, example, I'm in, uh, I just moved to a new city, right? And so there is a there is a need for me and who I am and who my spirit, how my spirit expresses itself to build a a tribe here, right? Because this is where I, I see myself being. And I have my, tri- I'd have tribe members across the United States and beyond. But I think um, it's very important for me to have a home-based tribe, right? Um, and I, I have met different people. And I think the beauty of part gr- about growing is you become more clear. If you are intentional, you become more clear on kind of how people can position in your life and like mm-hmm. what, what you can offer, what you can extend, what your capacity is. So I, one of, you know, more the, one of the more recent re- friendships that I've uh, blossomed, and I do consider this person to be a part of my home-based tribe here, um, is uh, with the homie I met and I, through her business. And I think the, also the beautiful thing about grown friendships is for me, at least, they look very different, right? Of like, Sometimes mm-hmm. people have business as business and that's separate from their friendship. Um, and I think people looking at the relationship I've developed with my homegirl is very like, they could look at it and be like, oh, well, that's kind of like more should be a business contractual type of thing. But I think it really allows us to feed in to one another in the ways that we need to. So as a, as an entrepreneur, she's an entrepreneur and, I, and we can relate in that way. And I've seen her, mm-hmm. I've watched her business before we even became friends. And it's so interesting how we, how we became tribe members to one another because it wasn't necessarily intentional. Um, but I think when we met, we just vibed and there is reciprocity in that friendship. Um, and I know that if I need something or if she needs something, it's just like, hey, um, can we do this? Or even if it's just this exchange energy and like, I just need to go and not do this right now. Um, we have that with each other as well. And that was really, she posted something asking for volunteers for her business. And I wasn't doing anything. And I also needed some human interaction. And so I went down to her shop and we just were talking. Like we were talking about insecure or something. And it was like, oh, you get me, I get you. Okay, we have similar fashion mm-hmm. style. Okay, this is this is a cool thing. And that oh, attraction, and you know, yeah. it's that attraction. And then from furthermore, from the attraction is that I'm here to do this. So now she's like, well, let me help show you the city. So let's mm. go drive around. You know what I mean? And we found a way to do it where we both benefited. Is like she has somebody helping. Mm. I'm getting to learn my city. You know, 
get to try new places to eat, get to do all of that. And it was at a time where I don't think, I don't know necessarily if, know if we really needed each other, but it was really helpful to have that person that was also like-minded and open to navigate. Yes. But I think that's a great point that you just made about not necessarily needing each other. I think that's the point of yeah. the grown friendship is you don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole happy and healed. And I do agree that healing is a journey. It's thriving, but not survival. You're on, you know, you're along. Yes, exactly. It's thriving and versus survival. And so you don't need each other. And that's the beauty of it. You appreciate and you value each other for where you are. But I think that taking that necessity piece out makes it very different in this chapter, for me at least. Yeah, it's the abundance, so right? Like is you that. tapping into abundance yeah. and everybody isn't abundant minded. And to me, that's also one of the things I look for is somebody who is in a scarcity or a mindset of lack. That's not going to work for me because it's not who I am and it's not going to work for my spirit to be around you, honestly. And I think that um, that's important. I think I've always kind of been more like open about, yeah, like I'm more flowing with friendships, but I do have boundaries. I want to be clear about that. I have things that I'm attracted to. I have things that I look out for. And that is definitely one of them. Um, I try not to, I try not to really be around people when I need something, if that makes sense. Like I have people I, that support me and that care for me that I can go to, but I, the general people that I don't know, I try not to even position myself in that way because it's a more vulnerable space with people you don't know. And I think that's important because that could create a situation where you're using somebody, right? Outside of somebody yes. using you, if you're in a space of need, you are, you know, we're getting to boundaries in a second, but I think it, it's, it's just very, in that need part, we're going to dive a, a little bit deeper into. So well, what about you? Like, I know we've talked about you kind of being the, the no new friends before and have transitioned. And, you know, I think I always value the boundaries that you have with people. And I think it's important, as, we, as I always mention, for you to go with your compass. Like, if you, that's not you, that's not you. But I have seen you in the last few months kind of open. Uh, and I think it's really dope. Um, so I guess how do you how have you navigated new friendships in this chapter of abundance? I think in this chapter of abundance, it's really understanding reciprocity versus need, like understanding, mm -hmm. you know, how we benefit each other's lives versus one person needing the other to be there. And so mm -hmm. I think I've really, yeah, I've been enjoying, I mean, I've been forming a couple of new friendships. Uh, one thing that I think I noticed in them is the accountability, the way in which mm. we hold each other accountable and also being able to see the value that we both provide to the relationship um, That's is very different from previous. Yeah, because I, I actually just ended a friendship, like finally was like, I've talked about this on a previous episode. I was struggling with someone and needing to end it and just not saying what I needed to mm. say. And so this particular person literally did not congratulate me um, on my engagement because I didn't specifically tell her that I was engaged. So she saw it, you know, online first and really told me like, well, what did you expect me to say when I was upset? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, what? You yourself, couldn't congratulate Why was it about, it wasn't mad. something that was about you. <laughs> it wasn't Girl. even about you. But we, we know everybody in different spaces. At all. We're not. But again, that goes with that need of like needing to have this consistent connection. Mm -hmm. And then also 
feeling attachment just style. like entitled, attached. Yeah, like it was just a lot of things. I was like, I am not in this place and I can't be here with you. What you're wanting Ooh, me to say do that again. Go back and forth. Like I cannot be here with you. What, That's, what Jordan say? Jordan That's okay to say. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> And so with the new friend, newer friendships that are forming, it's just, it's none of that. It's just like a genuine like care and understanding as grown people, like just imagine the emotions that I was going through. Like, I think there has to be some sort of grace and space that you give your grown friends of like, I had to call my parents. I had to call his, like, we're dealing with two different people's vibes and immediate family and like a lot of like there's just so many you were sitting there like you understand there were so many emotions going on but also so to just but feel, also, go ahead so, but also like how have people been checking like what is the actual status of our relationship and i think people miss right that too, of like what is the involvement that we have outside of crisis outside of i'm just calling you because i need you i'm calling because i want something we have to exactly. really think about how we are we a part of somebody's true tribe, even if we have been. Exactly. That's not an application that automatically rolls over every year. Like just because you could do no. whatever and you just gonna have a have a spot. That's not how right. I think. And of with it. this particular it's not. And that's the thing with this particular person is literally the week before they had reached out because they needed my knowledge on something on a particular situation that they messed up and now needed my help to fix. And so it was like, but I just gave you all of this information. I just went out of my scope, I already had other things. You know, like I took the time to do this with you and you couldn't even say congratulations. Like, come on now. So again, not a grown situation. Not something I want to keep uh, dwelling on, but I do think it's important to to understand that part of that growth is ending things as well as beginning things. Mm-hmm. And ending them with, I think, for me, when possible, ending them with grace. I, that always isn't the case, but I, mm-hmm. that is my goal. Usually it's like, I'm not here to tear you down or tell you about yourself, but like I'm here to, to right. honor my boundaries. And that's what the goal that's, is. So whatever you catch in the exactly meantime, that's up for you to digest. But um, mm-hmm. I don't have nothing against you. I just don't, I'm not for people who ain't for me. <laughs> simple as that. Exactly. I, I can't. I can't be for you to be against me. And so I'm gonna need you to just go oh. in, in your space. And I hope yes. I, so, I pray that you thrive. And I'm gonna send that love in the meantime. All of that. That's that's all the things. All the things. Exactly. So, how do you actually go about building your tribe? Well, I think there's some prerequisites that um, I think we okay. touched on earlier. <laughs> but I think that sometimes I think just in general, um, you have to really start with self-expression. I know people get upset with this whole start with self, start with self, because like if you don't, you're going to attract the wrong people. Then you're going to blame it on yep. the idea of friendships. So I think you really have to do some self-exploration and do what's best to show up authentically as much as possible. And I know that sometimes there's chapters when you're trying to figure out what that authenticity is, lean into that. Um, because also somebody, it feels crazy to be blindsided by somebody's, by what somebody's showing you, right? Like, so you don't want to extend that either. You want to know as much as possible about like kind of where you are with yourself, even if you like where you are, isn't where you want to be, but be able to somehow express that, um, and work on that. If that's something that you see fit. Um, uh, as I mentioned that the law of attraction is real. 
<laughs> and I think doing things like listening to our show, Fake Friends, uh, specifically doing the activities in Soul in the City, that's what that's there for, right? It's like the whole point of Soul in the City is to be rooted in self so that we can show up for ourselves first as a priority and then extend that same type of healthy relationship to other people. Um, I think the second prerequisite is to actually ask yourself if you really want to call people into your life. Mm. I think people miss this a lot of times or they want to call a certain type of person in their life, but they're not complimentary to that certain type of person. Ooh. It's just the idea of it sounds nice. Mm -hmm. um, so if, if you are interested, really spend some time on what type of people are you trying to bring around? So flesh it out where those type of people, you know, and then that's where you can flesh out, like, where do those type of people spend their time? Mm -hmm. Because once we kind of know some things we're going to talk about, you know, what that might look like, what type of things you're looking for. But I think those two prerequisites is like to start with yourself first. And when you start figuring out like, what do I actually like to do? I've been clubbing for 10 years, but I don't really even like that. What, mm -hmm. what is it that I like to do on Sunday? Do I, do I like to go hiking? Okay. Well, then I need to, you know, think about that. Um, and then ask yourself, am I in a space and ready? Cause like we said, that need based space, sometimes you're not actually ready. You can brew on it. You can think on it. You can meditate on it and you could pray on it. But maybe you're not actually in the space that's to call somebody in. And that's important. And it's a responsibility, that accountability that you're going to need to that bring into friendships and your tribe. You need to start that with, with the thought process before you even go into it. Yes, from my absolutely. perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are we looking for? Right. Who's invited? What are we looking for? What do you think? Um, I think people who share morals and values is important. I think um, that's a good foundation to just yes. be solid with. <laughs> what about you? Absolutely. I think for me, they would have a deep care and concern for my well-being and my growth. You know, like mm. it's vice Ooh, versa. It's mutual. But yeah. Yes, but both. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's honestly, as you, to me, as I get older, it's clear when it's like, oh, that's not important to you. My well-being is not important. To you. Right. Okay. Okay. I think people who motivate and support you, I'm all about celebration. Um, I don't think that they're the primary people who are responsible for your motivation and support <laughs> because I think that that goes back to attachment and dependency. I think friendships, it's always good to be mindful of the dependency uh, mm -hmm. that is, you know, manifesting in that relationship. But I do think that somebody who mo does not motivate me, support or celebrate me is not in my tribe. It's just no, not going to happen. It's not. And there are people currently in people's tribes who don't do those things. Like, you know, like, let's think, let's really, really think about it and, and reflect on that. Yeah, we got to be real about it. And I think sometimes you're like, well, they don't have, again, we want people who are rich in spirit. Currency, mm -hmm. to, there's many forms of currency. Many and if forms. somebody telling you like they're they're just because they don't have one, they don't have none, that's a red flag. It is. So a perfect example is I um, you know, currently I'm technically unemployed. Uh I'll be finding things to do, but I'm unemployed. I have a friend who is also an entrepreneur. Um and also, you know, hasn't been working as consistency, consistently as she wants. So both of us are like, we on budgets, okay? We ain't got the funds to just be out here. Normally yeah. we'd be, you know, we'll go to lunch or something and catch up that way. So instead, what we've been doing is like 
we we just work out in the evenings together. Like we just meet up, and sometimes the workout is literally just a walk. Like, but it's a walk and talk, and so it's but you moving moving and like now even you know i talked to her the other day and i was like well you know girl we we got a we got a wedding to plan so you know we gonna right. continue to work out and we really not going to lunch because one i, I need to uh mm-hmm. i am one that will be working out for the wedding i know that's not everyone's thing like that could be unhealthy but i will be working out for the <laughs> for the wedding i will be go ahead and co- listen i'm gonna be working out for your wedding too okay listen into a better shape so she gonna be my workout buddy. That doesn't that requires time and energy for sure, but it doesn't require any money. So. Exactly, exactly, and being mindful of that, right? Mm-hmm. And not making it a thing, a yeah. thing that can't be talked about. I think that to have that honesty is also important to be able to do that. Um, I think being reliable—that that's mm-hmm. also another just key key thing of like. I don't think anybody really wants to have a tribe member that just. They can't count on whatsoever. No, and I think I it's think ho- there's some there's some flexibility because we grown, so things happen. But <laughs> I think in general, if you like, that's not a reliable person whatsoever. That don't sound like a tribe member. It's not. You know, so I had a friend call me out yesterday. So I I am actually in Louisiana right now, visiting my sister. I flew in yesterday, and when me and my sister, it's my big sister. When we get together, it's. <laughs> It's a good time, but it's a mess. We just, so I'm over here like, oh, but I need to. So the first thing I always do when I touch down, I'm like, I need to go to the daiquiri shop because they have drive through daiquiri shops yeah. here. And there's literally a hundred flavors of daiquiris that you can get at these little like drive through daiquiri shops. So I'm like, I got to get a daiquiri. But then I'm like, oh, but I have this meeting. And I'm like, but how far? And so like, I forget how far things are spaced apart. Like the airport's an hour from her house. So, like, I forget because we're in the country. And then also we're in the country, so I don't have service, like, for real, for real. And so we were supposed to be doing a Zoom call. And it was for the wedding. So, like, we're literally doing the Zoom call for the wedding. And I'm late, like, 15 minutes late. And got chewed out. And I was just like, but you're right. Because I wasn't being a reliable friend. And you're doing something for me. Mm -hmm. So... Exactly. I apologize. Like that was messed up, and this Zachary probably could have waited. Probably, sorry, yeah. girl. But yeah, I agree. Because yeah. on on the flip side, yeah, I would have been highly annoyed as well. Yeah. So, but I think yeah. it's good, right? It's good to have the the foresight for the flip side. That's a part of being reliable. Is the you know being able to be like, okay, in this situation. How would I feel? And not even how, how would they feel? I think sometimes we talk about the golden rule, which is a good starting point in some cases, but the platinum rule, like let's treat people how they want to be treated is also very important. Exactly. And I think, you know, another thing for, you know, picking your tribe, I think you guys enjoy doing the same things, similar things. You know, there's, you have a common thing that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a couple. I think I don't think you have to like they don't have to be the same person as you. But I think if you yeah. don't have anything, you're not compatible, don't have anything in common, especially with activities. Like mm-hmm. if they are a partier and you like they don't like to do anything low key and you love low key and don't really like to party, like there may be an opportunity to have, you know, a connection there in a different way. But like that's that's not going to that person isn't going to serve a certain role or affirm a certain role in your um, like in your friendship. In your tribe. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah. I also think that they're intentional about loving you in your language. I think that mm. that's what makes my tribe members really stand hey. out. It's like they, they've taken the time to know me and they continue to take the time to know me. So um, it shows when they're trying to love on me. I don't feel like, oh, they're just giving me some general situation. Um, I feel like their love is tailored to me. And that's what I try to extend as well. Yeah. Um, you I also do, think that like, them holding you accountable yeah, them holding you accountable. Thank you. Them holding you accountable with love and having the challenging conversations with need when needed mm-hmm. mm. is really, really important. Oh, yeah. We done had we done had a few. Yeah, I think it's I think it's important. Like, you know, it's not always comfortable, but growing isn't right. Like there's mm-hmm. a point where growing pains is a real thing. And I think you have to discern. I think you just noted, like, you know, that you're your friend, your homie, you just being like, hey, you know, calling it out. But I think there is something to say about like highlighting opportunities for growth rather than just telling somebody about themselves, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think even in that of like being shoot out, there's a difference in somebody just being like, well, that's you and that's what it is and you ain't right and blah, 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 you know, all of that, just to, just to show you your pain points, just to show you your, um, you know, the things that you're not good at versus somebody saying like, hey, this isn't cool. I don't feel respected. This is mm-hmm. why this is important to communicate. That to me is more so somebody highlighting some opportunities for growth and they're expressing their boundaries versus just telling. I know a lot of people who just tell people mm-hmm. about themselves and those people are not in my tribe because <laughs> I don't think that it genuinely comes from a place of love. And I don't think that typically those people are able to receive that back. So right. I which which to be no, I agree. And to be clear, it was definitely the second, the latter is what happened. And yeah. that's honestly why I feel more bad about it. It's, it's like when your parents are like, oh, I'm not even mad, I'm disappointed. Like I'm disappointed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, exactly. dang, I let you down. Like, yeah. And you made you I understood, mm-hmm. like you made that very clear as to what that felt. You know what I mean? Like I, yes. I I exactly. don't know what that's I, important. I agree. It's important to see the difference. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people like. Sometimes you got people who be like, oh, your little business, your little, like, listen to when people saying stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it means something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think one thing that people, I think being grown, it's kind of be like, it's kind of difficult to be like, okay, I, you, you know, you're doing the self-work. You're also like, okay, I do, I'm in a space to call somebody in. Like, where do you meet people? I, for me personally, exploring my neighborhood and being neighborly. So like going to local shops, bars, farmers market festivals, local events helps because in my space of me wanting a tribe and to build a tribe, that's like, I want people who are around here, right? Like I have a tribe that's built, but I'm building a home-based tribe. So I kind of want to flow with people who naturally are going to the things that I'm interested. Again, that's aligning myself with people who are potentially going to have similar interests. Um, so rather than having to add something like if you already go to the farmer's market, girl, I'm going to beat you at the farmer's market. Okay. Because right. this will, this this will just can become a, a part of our routine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what about you? You know, I'm realizing in this. Like- yeah, I'm realizing in this conversation that we prioritize our tribe or like friendships differently. Like I think the way that you prioritize Finding friends or friendship is the same way that I did prioritize mm-hmm. dating. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I prioritize. Like, it's not it's not something I'm ever actively seeking. If it comes to me, great. Um, and we can see how how we connect and understand like where we met and how the connection was. But I realized, yeah, I don't ever 
actively seek friendship. That's interesting, though. Yeah, but what's interesting is I don't believe that I do that. I don't believe that I go places like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going here to meet new friends. I don't think that that's still a subconscious thought, but it's like I enjoy connecting with people in general. Right. So it's just like, I guess that is I don't think I I think I definitely think that more so about dating and what you just said of like, I'm just going to let it flow to me and where I am and meet me. I'm not, you know, I haven't placed it as a priority, but I think that, yeah, that's that's definitely I think we're opposites in those ways. Yeah, I think we are. To have people to connect with. I don't necessarily need that romantic all the time um, or haven't in the past. And so just genuinely connecting with people to be like, oh, I enjoy doing shared activities. I think because I am, I think it also is rooted in because I'm an only child, right? Like I've always Mm. had to be a bit more intentional because I never just had a friend. Mm. You know, I just never had that person with me. So I think that it's like me meeting friends is always, it's not, I don't think of, I think of it in the way that you're saying it, but I do think that that is true, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think like, oh, I think I'm going to go meet a friend today, but I'm going to go do what I want to do. And I think, I, you know, it would be great to connect with people while I'm right. doing that. Yeah. And I think I totally missed so that, that piece. That yeah. I think I, even when I'm in, yeah. like, I literally, I, this is so random that I even did this, but I went to the laundromat recently to wash like all of the, because you were coming. So I was like, mm, me wash all the comforters like I took all everything that was in my fiance's house like I still ain't used to that and everything in my house and like took all the comforters the the laundry mat and there was this girl in there she was like trying to hold a conversation with me because I think she was in a she had just moved here and like I just totally missed that piece but also this isn't somewhere that I come and I don't hang out here and this is not this is not my place that I Mm -hmm. vibe like you know this is not the place that I would ever but she goes there often Mm -hmm. so she was like oh you know do you come here often kind of and I'm like no (laughs) but I felt like I was rude (laughs) leave me alone let me allow but i think when you when you are new to a city too when you're new to a city you kind of have to be aware like it's not like okay i'm gonna meet a friend today she's gonna be but it's also like you have to you observe people you navigate and it's like yeah i mean you want to be able to connect with people right that is your personality yeah most to do it in a yeah i i yeah okay yeah i don't think that you should feel no type of way about that though because you weren't the person she was going to need to connect with. So I think you uh-uh. have to, again, we all have to be honest with that. Yeah. Um, but I think a few other places to meet people is to find an interest group online. I have a homie who, during when quarantine first started, she started a, she joined a reading Zoom call and like, they all kick it. I got to meet them. It, it's just like so dope to That's me. Dope. So dope to me. That's so I think dope. finding That's your an tribe. interest group yeah. online. Yeah. Seek spiritual community um you know so sometimes that's you if you're at church or if you're in other spiritual spaces that may you you know whatever it is you may again you're naturally it's talking to the attraction of going where you like to so if you don't like to volunteer don't be trying to go volunteer and meet friends because then they're going to be asking you to volunteer maybe <laughs> and you don't want to do it so just be mindful of that mm, <laughs> uh true. signing up for a class social media instagram i have a whole instagram tribe okay yeah all right so Instagram, I love my Instagram tribe. I think finding social media pockets can be very helpful, especially for those who aren't necessarily trying to do things and, you know, in person all the time. I think I have a really solid support group and most of them are, you know, either when I met them, they were entrepreneurs or now they are. They are. So I think that's also really dope. It's like I was able to cultivate that type of community um, online. I think the other one that can be um, interesting is work. I think that is absolutely a good way to, Mm. especially when you're like moving to a new city to start. But I think the cool thing about work friends is I think they will, they are always a really good lesson in showing you what type of friend you really need 
or kind of like they help you gauge that interest of boundaries and things like that. So um, I think going into work situations or business situations at this point, um, I think that they can be healthy. Uh, I don't think it's always a place where you should have all of your friendships, but I do think that it is a source of, of commonality in some spaces and that, you know, just like anywhere else in the world, you can cultivate some true friendships and have those people become a part of your tribe. Now, I do hear people yes. talk about difficulties in their finding their tribe. So one thing I hear about, like, um, you know, I I don't do friendships or I don't do females. Or I don't do whatever, whatever. And I think it just goes back to note something we touched on earlier is that different types of people are always going to be attracted to your light. Um, and it's really about learning to trust to trust your intuition and discernment and believe what others are showing you. Um, and I always go back mm. to that Maya Angelou quote of like, when people show you who are who they are, believe them. And I think a lot of times we ignore that, especially in friendships at a younger age. So then we get to the point of thinking mm-hmm. that it's everybody else. But as you were talking about earlier, even with the romantic side, it's like there's something in you that they're either seeing and attracted to or something in you that you are connecting with them for, whether it's to fix them, whether it's to feel, you know, superior. And we got to be honest about that. Those are real feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, 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 again, is a calling to go back on internal reflection, to exercise your boundaries, to know what your boundaries are, and to really be true to that. If somebody, if you feel uncomfortable and you feel depleted from a person or the energy just feels off, listen to that. That's probably not the person, but it doesn't mean that your people and your tribe is not out they're not out there because they are. I think the other thing is um, with anything in life, it can be challenging to find a friend when you really need one. So like, I remember my uncle always tell me like, Mm. don't shop for a car when you need a car because you're going to be willing to self-negotiate your boundaries uh, during hard times. So like, if you need something right away, like you're not going to have the space to thoroughly look over everything. So I just like to note that, you know, try opening yourself up to friendship when you're feeling your best or when you're in a really good space. Um, I think that that doesn't always happen that way. But when you can, if you're prioritizing building a tribe, like do that when you feel good so that you can make really honest decisions for yourself or just like when you're in a case, but just don't try not to do it when you like are are bottom of the barrel. Like you can find support, but I don't necessarily know if those people are going to be your tribe, a part of your tribe. Um, And I think the last thing just to note is that your tribe, everybody has a different purpose, a different role and a different, um, offering to these different tribal spaces. So I think it's important to realize that you're going to have, your friendships may look different, the connections may look different, but everybody isn't playing the same role. Um, And so it's okay to have that variety and it's okay to be like, okay, I have a lot of, you know, friends that do this, or I had a lot of people in my tribe that do this, but I really need this and really manifesting and cultivate and bringing that into, to your tribe space. Yeah, we leave I like that. that. I'm, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> no, I think we, we I think we hit it all. I think we hit it all. So, you know, yeah, what yeah, that means yeah. it's time to move into Solar in the City. What you got Solar for us today, in girl? The city. So, I don't have no would you rather. So, go ahead and just start to collect your pen and paper now. So, just, just as a heads up. But, hey. um, I think... We talked last week, we got to go on a really cool friend date, but I think it's, you know, we talked about dating. Um, and I think that a lot of what you do in those types of romantic relationships, they do translate somehow into your platonic friendships. And so I think dating your friends is something I've said for years of like, it's very important. So just thinking about how to date your tribe, um, you know, to indulge in exploration activities. So travel, wine tasting, cooking class, dance lessons, foodie fairs, you really get to kind of know what people like, what they're drawn to, what they don't like, and then document that data. I think it's so important to document 
what you're learning. I think people can get weird about that, but I have a, you know, a note in my phone about Key as well as my other friends so that when it's time to, if she mentions something, I try to jot it down so that I'm getting old, y'all. I don't remember all this stuff like I used to. So I, I mean, she's giving me, she's doing the responsibility, take, you know, carrying out her responsibility to provide me with information. I need to have my, you know, do my due diligence to ensure that I'm tracking mm. that information somewhere so that I, when I want to express to her in her language, I already have the tools to do it. And I think marking your calendar is not only birthdays, but like if you know somebody and I'm trying to do better with this, of like people having assessments and they're trying to get licensing or they're trying to, you know, they have weddings or all these different things coming up. Um, I think create and stick to your tribe budget. Um, I think also also offering, we talk about currency, offering your natural gifts. So like if somebody's looking for a job and you are an HR representative, you know, if you're comfortable and you feel that relationship is valuable, extend that like, hey, here's some places, even if you're not doing the work for them, use your natural gifts to help pour into them because that's going to come back to you when you are in, I think tribes are about abundance. So everything you pour into it is going to come back to you. Um, and I think that's the mm -hmm. cool part about having one is that everybody in that has that responsibility to pour in so that it can come back. Um, and also just enjoy the pouring in to see people flourish. And then the last thing I would say is like to prioritize intimate conversations and make time to go beyond the quick check-in. And sometimes chapters of life mm. is just going to be about the quick check-in. So we're going to give you an example of that today of what the, you know, we're going to provide some questions. We're going to use our, um, I just got the Skin Deep Healing Pack, which I think is a really, really dope pack. Um, it's the green one. If you ever go on skindeep.com, if you haven't, aren't familiar with the show, we use it to oh, one of their questions each week to open up the show. Um, but it's a web series in which you basically sit down with a person um, that you know. And I think they even have a stranger's pack now. I just saw that that promo. But um, you sit down with a person, you take some deep breaths, you're looking directly at each other, and you ask some honest questions. Our first question is, what's the first thing you noticed about me? Uh, the first thing I noticed about you was your sense of style. We grew up in a place that was so focused on sameness that mm. you just being different outside of the box. Like I remember you had like, I think your bag was like a boom box. Like you had this big oh, bag yeah. in high school. And See, it I was never forgot a about that box. bag. Yeah. <laughs> you can really plug it and in I, I love that bag. <laughs> yes. And so I just remember that about you, that you just kind of always seem to kind of just be beating to your own drum. And I thought that was really cool. Like even before we actually met, that's what I remember about you. What was it? What was the first thing you noticed about me? I'm trying to think. I feel like it was probably your like your height, your stature, because like mm. I would meet girls, but they'd be tall and super, super skinny. Um, and mm. I always felt like, dang, I'm tall and I'm I'm thicker. And I think that was just something I noticed again because we was raised in a culture of sameness. And then I was like, oh, she looks like Kamora Lee Simmons. I remember thinking that. So I think those were the like the first things I noticed about. She's like, oh, she reminds me of Kamora Lee. Like she's really pretty. And but I think it was more the height and the frame of like, oh, there's other people out here kind of built like me. Okay, okay, right. I like okay. it. <laughs> yeah, because we ain't never been thin, like right. skinny, no. ever. No. I don't. Man, I've never have it. Not no time. <laughs> Not no time. <laughs> um, it, the, ne the next question is, if you could make a tagline for our relationship, what would it be? Oh, okay. So if y'all know anything about me, here's the thing. I am terrible with like naming things or doing stuff like this. Like I am just not like Sola names her plants, Sola names everything, her cars, her everything. I can't name like... I 
thank goodness I'm gonna have a partner because when it comes time to name these kids, I, I won't be naming them. Like I don't, I don't know. I do not know. So I don't know. What what would you give us as a tagline? This is the crazy part, is like I, I really don't have one. Like I was oh, like, okay, cool. I was really thinking about this, like, um uh, I'm sure I'll think of one and then we'll post what it is. All right, next question. What should we do more of and why? Mm, I think we should FaceTime more. I feel like we've gotten away from FaceTiming. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should definitely get back yeah, to that. Like to. Yeah, really. Honestly, though, that's <laughs> what we do need to. I was going to say probably like talk more. That was going to be mine. But I think specifically FaceTime is, is important. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to our next <laughs> question. Um, if you were, If I were in your shoes, what do you think I'd find most challenging? I really like this question. Oh, goodness. So again, that's if I were in your shoes, what do you think that I would find most challenging? Ah, it's so hard for me to answer as you. Um, yeah, that's it. That's why I think that's why I really like the question is like it's requiring you to jump into a different perspective. Mm-hmm. That we probably in our relationship we try not to. I just we just typically try to ask the person, but exactly. <laughs> I think for me, it's how I hold my friendships and how I hold connections. I think that that will be challenging for you, Mm. for who you are. Extremely challenging. I think the way that I flow through and connect with people and kind of have kind of this lingering and kind of like these webs, I think that that would be really challenging um, for your personality, which is why we're different people and we kind of (laughs) complement each other at the same time. Mm Yeah, that absolutely would be extremely That's what my answer would be. Extremely challenging for me. Ah, oh, this is such a hard question for me. Like I think what it is I think I just really admire you a lot. So I feel like there's a lot of things that's like we don't acknowledge Aww. challenges. Yeah, like I think I don't always acknowledge sure. neither one of us always take the second. I I need to work on sometimes pausing and realizing like yeah, that that was difficult like people shouldn't have to go through that you know but I think we kind of just like face it and move on I think it's it's the notion that black women we just go through things Mm -hmm. you just deal with it and really trying to balance that with like I don't have to though and I'm not going to so um really making some changes in my life so that um I can honor myself in that way and not really have to not have challenges like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? like I don't want to have to pretend like I'm not challenged right. I don't want to have to pretend like I have to or I don't want to have to just keep pushing through and knowing that this is taking a lot of energy out of me mm-hmm. so that is interesting that you you noted that as well because I think I've learned to do a really good job of like well we're just gonna rock it we're gonna make it happen mm-hmm. and I think that can also be very dangerous yeah um and really owning that that's not the healthy way to be living Okay, next question. When was the last time you misunderstood me and what have you learned from it? I really like this question. You and these questions you really like be the ones that I really don't like. Like, (laughs) these be the challenging questions. But I think that's... But the funny part is, like, that's not surprising (laughs) to me. Like, Because I think it really makes you be like, hmm. And I think when you're having these intimate... When you're having an intimate date with your friend... Sometimes it's really good to go to the stuff that you're not normally going to ask each other. I would never even think to ask you this question 
but I think it can it has the cap capacity to reveal a lot. And you have to think about, like, are you ready for that capacity? Like, do you have mm -hmm. that capacity to lend that? Um, but I think it's really good things for you to really chew on of like, is there a time when you misunderstood me or mis misconstrued, misunderstood something I was trying to say to you? Or like, and if so, like, how did you, what did you learn from that experience? I because that's not something we would normally no. talk about. I think there was a time that I misunderstood you, but it didn't have to do with our relationship. It had to do with how you were navigating a different relationship. And I just wasn't understanding how mm. you got there. I think what it was is to me, I felt like you were being, you're typically someone who's pretty understanding or can put yourself in someone else's shoes. And I felt like because you were already just done with mm. that situation, you weren't willing to like put mm. yourself in their shoes and understand like that might have that might have been a harsh reaction maybe I don't know yeah what was it I'll talk about that I'll tell you I'm later. interested in, I think I know what yeah. you're talking about okay yeah because I'm interested to learn what that was I think I know what it is so. <laughs> what would you say for me um I think in general there, I don't know if there's a specific time, but I think there have been times where I didn't understand the affirmation that you wanted me to give mm. you, um, if that makes sense. So I think there have been times when you uh, have wanted or needed me to provide a certain affirmation. And I think the misunderstanding was me thinking you were already good with whatever it was and just be like, yeah, just do, do what you feel mm -hmm. is good. And I think that that is still my general <laughs> response is to right. listen to yourself. But I think um, that there are times where we can, ex I can extend myself to really um, affirm or provide my genuine perspective, even if I, I don't know how to describe that, but I think. Oh no, I like, get it. And you know what? I can provide I can provide the affirmation, but even if I don't like I don't have to do it all the time because I, I do believe that I think what it is is I believe that you can make great choices for yourself. Yes. Right. Um, but I think a part of your personality is to check with your core people. And I don't think I always have that same mm -hmm. thing. So for me, it's like, well, you I feel like you already know what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't want to sway that. Like, I don't need to put input on that. Just do what it is that you trust yourself right. to do. Um, and I think that that is a core uh, that that's rooted in me and misunderstanding. Me yeah. Um, and kind of what you need. And what I can definitely want. see that. I actually had a moment um, again with my engagement and like telling certain people like I was engaged and then just being like, oh, okay. And people who are close to me. And so I think that it comes from, definitely child like I was literally having a moment of like oh okay this is the little girl in me that never felt heard so I think it oh I'm about to cry y'all mm. I'm about to cry <laughs> okay listen listen we listen the healing pack okay the healing Ooh, pack okay mm. yeah what's the next question no time okay <laughs> all right so the next question is um, how do you know when I'm struggling? Well, that's probably not the best <laughs> question to ask, but that's the next one in order. <laughs> Ooh, so typically I think you become a little bit distant and you shut down. Like you're hard mm. to yeah. connect Very with. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> it's something that I think over the years I've tried to be like aware of, but I think that, you know, tra- triggers on, you know, my childhood of like not feeling like I had emotional resources to navigate mm-hmm. to. So I feel like I have to go into myself. And there's also another big thing that I have with that is I don't like saying things on record that I don't actually feel. Mm. And that's very um, important to me. And I think even last week, I don't know if, I don't think that we kept that in there, but I was really struggling last week because I was just struggling in life in general of like expressing myself. It's something I've been going through for like a week or two um, that actually kind of just came to a close this weekend. But um, I have been really struggling with getting what I feel out in, in all forms. And it's not something that I go through often. And it's something that made me really think like, um, I do not like last week's episode because I don't feel like I was myself. And I don't like saying things on record that are not myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like saying things outside of myself. And that's a big, again, it's a very rare thing that ever happens to me, but I think it's a part of the growth process to be like, that's where you were, honestly. So that's just what we're going to get. But I think I have an issue of extending things beyond myself that I don't feel like are a true reflection or if I feel like I have to sort it out a little bit more to figure out how I feel. Um, to me, that's, um, that's where I, that's where that comes mm. from. And so I've been working to find better resources to like, navigate that a bit better to have my time but also kind of put myself in a position where I, or people, with people I trust to really sort that out more but I think it also again goes back to my personality of I don't need much external affirmation mm-hmm. just as a in my personality so I think that also is plays a role in that of like once I make a decision I'm I'm, I'm pretty much gonna be there um but learning to make space to kind of have that collaborative um moment or even just kind of be heard or whatever that is so how do you know when i'm struggling i think for you actually for me it's when that need for external affirmation Mm. turns up i see you asking more questions i think that's always been a trigger like (laughs) she's looking like this is she's really looking outside for some Mm. things i think um, I think I picked up on that a little bit over the years of like, oh, I think even that time we talk about like falling when we fell out, like that has so much to do with what you mm-hmm. were needing, right? Like that external affirmation of like, I'm going to, like, I'm here, I'm going to go with you. Um, so I think when I, whenever I see that a bit more, um, cause I feel like in your flourishing spaces, um, I see that a little bit mm-hmm. less than just like the norm. I see you kind of just really or maybe it's just less with me <laughs> and you're, you're making, I see you make more, you know, different decisions for yourself um, with, with more confidence. Yeah. I can agree with that. But would you think there's something else that like you feel like you show? No, I, I think you got it. Okay. Um, what do you think scares me the most? <laughs> maybe not being successful in the way that you define it. So whatever, however you're you defining mm. success, like not having, maybe not meeting those markers or those milestones at the time that you want to hit them. Yeah. That would be my guess. But I don't know. We actually haven't talked yeah, about that it. Definitely, that definitely. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely think that. I think just, I think overall, just me not living out, getting all that's inside yeah. of me out. 
if that makes sense. Because I feel like there are things that are called beyond just me that I'm supposed to get out. But I, I, I struggle sometimes like, you know, my, my phrase is the how is none of your business. But I struggle with that at times of like, all right, I've seen this, but like how I'm supposed to do that? Like how, mm-hmm. how I, I feel you tapping on this. What it, And so I think that scares me of like, oh, I'm going to run out of time before I get whatever that is out. So I think it's the same thing of like, that's how I see mm-hmm. success. Um, for you, hmm, this one's interesting. If I'm most honest, I think that you fear not having the family that you're manifesting. Mm-hmm. So as long as I've known you, there's been some type of element of creating your own family. Um, And I think that when I see you kind of flustered or in moments or spaces of like, "Mm," uh, where I feel like some fear is taking over, is to you not seeing clearly of how that is about to happen, or you feel like there may be uh, some sort of threat or a delay with that happening. That's what I would would guess. That's it. Uh, what do you think is my next mountain to climb? Um, I would say it's probably full-time entrepreneurship and partnership. And having both yeah, and navigating yeah. both <laughs> simultaneously, I think is going to be challenging for you. But I think you'll get there. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what you could add that to it. I think partnership scares me low key. Like, low key, that's scary to me because I'm just like, in no other area of my life do I have to partner with anybody, mm-hmm. nor have I ever. Like, even this, like, the idea of having a podcast is always, um, it's not a forefront stress for me of like, I don't know if I really like being committed to things in a certain way. <laughs> Is what I'm realizing of like, mm, that means that I can't just because of how my creativity flows, because of how my things like I don't want to disappoint people when like I go through these spaces. So to me, it's better to just kind of do stuff by myself because then I get to be most honest with myself of like this isn't coming and I don't I, there's no pressure for me to just get something out. Um, but I think that it's a it's it's absolutely a part of my evolution as a person to be partnered and to have things like this uh, because it stretches me. Um, but it definitely stretches me not in like it's and it's so weird because it's not in like a forefront of like, oh, my gosh, I got to do this. But it's just like it is an awareness that you have to have. Right. Like it's an accountability. It's a reliability that's like sometimes like I just don't have it and I'll be having to try to push mm-hmm. through to get it done. And I think that works through the communication. But it's also like sometimes just in life you got to push through it. Um, and I think it's made me realize that that's why it's important to not be pushing through other stuff that ain't that you can mm. change. Because when you really need those moments, you got to be able to have the reserve to pull on. But if your whole, if your life is set up in a way where you're having to push through in multiple spaces, that's just not going to work. And I think that's what I'm learning about partnership and why, you know, God in the universe has navigated this in this way of like, but I need you to, I need you to start cleaning up that push through in your mm-hmm. life. Because there's going to be ways in this partnership and in, in your business that you're going to have to push through, but you can't have this over here. So I think that that um, is absolutely Absolutely accurate. What do you think my next mountain will be? Being a wife. 
I think that that um, I think that that's something that we think about, and I'll I can't tell you what it is <laughs> or what it's gonna bring, and I do think you're gonna flourish in it. I know you will, um, but I think that because of who I know you to be, um, I know that you'll want to execute in a certain way, and I know that with life, especially different chapters like that, it just may not happen in that way. Um, and so I think that it's going to be a beautiful process of growth for you, but I think you're also going to realize that you've been prepared for it your whole life and you're going to get to see that. But I think there's times you'll question it. Um, but I think because of who you are partnering with, you'll be affirmed. And so I think I'm, that's why I'm like, I know it's a mountain, but I, I know she's going to climb it and get to, yeah. you know, I know that that's going to be set because of how she's positioned herself to call in a certain partner that is going to be great, um, a partner in climbing that mm. mountain. What seed and meat do you now see sprouting? You said something earlier that I was like, yeah, I was waiting for this question because I was like, yep, that's exactly what I see in her. I don't remember which question we were on, but anywho, um, I feel like you have been more comfortable and not moving in principle. I think that you hold mm. certain types of businesses or certain types of people or certain types of things in a way that's like, but I can't get upset if they don't honor me. I've seen you move in a way mm. before. And I think you've been more honest in saying, but I actually don't like that. And I don't have to support this. I can go support something else, but I don't have to feel guilt yeah. or feel bad for right. being honest about them not providing the service or the need or the thing that I was seeking. That's Yeah, that's I right. absolutely would agree with that. That's been real active in life. Like, girl, we're sprouting <laughs> all over with that one of like, as I think it takes you, like it starts with you, right? Like I have mm. to, to release shame and get with myself and be like, all right, this is what it is. And I think that's something I've been intentionally working on. So then I can see it and I can navigate easier, even like with guys or like that I just had lingering like, I don't got nobody lingering right now. And it's been a really beautiful space because I know like y'all weren't giving me what I needed. Exactly. And so that's that in like, and not feeling guilty, like, oh, well, I could have like, nope, that's bye. Mm -hmm. That's, that's just going to be it. <laughs> and no, there's, I think there, I think me learning to do that with the idea of grace is like, I have a hard time with leaving things in a negative way. Um, but I think what I'm learning is like, it doesn't have to be negative, but it can be truthful. Mm -hmm. And yes. I think that um, I and it's honest, like had to be a little pretty. Yeah. No, but it's there. It's how they acted. I think that's the thing that I'm loving you shift or, or move is like, but you're providing a truth that they created. You're just you're just highlighting or you're reflecting your yeah. sharing because it's also helping that person to grow. Because again, if you do it with mindfulness intact, I don't see the problem in providing that feedback right. if you're willing to. And so I've really been enjoying exactly. seeing you do that. Yeah. What would you say is a seed sprouting me? Um, the seed I see sprouting in you. Hmm. Um, I think it still has to kind of tie what I was talking about. It's an ownership thing, mm. right? Of like, for most of our lives, I've seen you extend to other people. Um, and I guess it's a owning a space that you prioritize your nourishment. 
just as you expend, extend nourishment. And it's mm-hmm. really owning that space to be like, I can, I think what I used to see more in you is like you focus on giving to others, right? Like you were mentioned earlier, like fixing others, doing things for others. And there's been this shift over the last couple of years of like prioritizing yourself mm-hmm. and your care and your nourishment while also still extending to those within boundaries. Um, and so I think that's, that sprout is really beautiful to see because I think it's been sprouting for some time. But I think even seeing you last weekend, it was like, yeah, this is real. And I love it. I love mm. to see it. Yeah, we had because a moment. I love to see you taken care of. Yeah, girl, because you just made me think. Care of that. That's it. Yeah. yeah. No, you just made me think about an example I want to share is when we were having the meeting yesterday about, you know, some wedding things and planning. Um, I have a date that I'm really excited about and that I would like to keep. (laughs) And um, something was kind of conflicting with that. And so we were trying to decide like what we could move it to, what day we could have the wedding on instead. And I was really trying to be accommodating because, you know, it was something else that is important, Um, but not as important. Let's be clear. Um, (laughs) And so I was really trying to be accommodating. And then just seeing my fiance be like, but no, like this is, this is going to be our date for the rest of our lives. Like if that's the date that you want to get married on, then that's the date that we're going to get married on. And the other stuff can wait. And it was just like, but dang, like, thank you. Like you understand, you understand. So Exactly. And you deserve that, right? Like I've watched mm-hmm. us both be in spaces with like we didn't deserve, we didn't, but that's what we thought we deserved at the time. So that's what we were attracted to, mm-hmm. um, what was attracted to us. But to see that shift is is major, and I'm lo- I'm loving it on you, girl. I'm loving hey. it on you. What are three things that you wish for me? Uh, I would say success in business, just to be truly happy and at peace in heart. And then partnered with love. Mm. Those are my three things. You ain't gonna give me no third. Wait. Success in business, happy in your heart, and partnered with love. Happy in oh, heart I is hear different. Happy in your heart. My... Yeah, oh, happy. I happy in heart don't that. have to do. That. that don't have to do with. with a yeah. Listen, listen. Um, I think I wish you a lifetime of being cared for. Um, that's something that I really find important. Uh, for you, I I wish that the family that you want and is in need and God has for you to create manifests in a way that's beyond your imagination. And I wish that um, I always wish for you that you just know that you you that Dylan you got it like uh-huh. you got it. I think I don't know how to explain that, but like I just wish that you know that more that you have it like it's good you. It's happening. Hey. I don't really know how else to describe that. But okay, we're at our last question. What do you think there is for others to learn from our relationship? Uh, it takes two people being intentional about growing together and learning from each other for the relationship to flourish. Um, I think if one person decides that they don't want to do the work or get stagnant, um, the relationship is is going to be a challenge. And so 
I think we've done a really good job about continuing to grow and not holding each other where we used to be. You know, I think I've probably grown the most in this friendship just because I had the furthest to go. And I've done that, you know, and I think we've both continued to do that. So that's what I would say. What would you say? Um, that I think that like growing can be fun, mm. right? Like growing. Um, I think that when you said that, I was like, really, you feel like you have them had the most to grow. Like, I, I just like, I think. Oh, I was toxic. Grown, no, I was extremely toxic at the beginning <laughs> of our relationship. Yeah. I think that because of how we've grown, we've made it fun, if that makes sense. I've never felt like, oh, here we go. We got to grow. Oh, here we go. We got to, you know, I've always, it's always kind of been like, oh, we're doing this. And oh, maybe we should think about, or maybe we should talk about this more. Like, why is she so frustrated with this? I like, but it hasn't been in a way that's really felt like a burden to me. It's just been Mm. a very interesting and fun exploration of like us moving from here. Like we've grown so much just by moving and going to visit each other and having feelings kicked up. And like, I don't think all those moments were fun per se, but I think that growing in friendship can be a really dope experience. Um, yeah. If you put the work in and like you said, make the space for each other to grow um, and also create a softness for like we said, like we were talking like, like he doesn't tell me about myself, but like I'm able to see myself through her eyes mm-hmm. and she makes that available to me. And I think that that is a really, really cool experience of like, even, I don't have to agree with whatever she's saying. Like, you know, that's her perspective uh, through my eyes, you know, through her eyes. But I think it's always been beneficial to me. So yes. cheers to that. Cheers. cheers to the tribe, you know, and I think there's there, there's a distinguishment. Every friend may not be a part of your core tribe and you can decide what that looks like. But I think, um, you know, working through these uh, questions even has given us an opportunity today to lean a little bit for it, you know, into our own conversation and think of some things that we could probably flesh out with one another or share with one another to deepen it or to strengthen that intimacy. And I encourage all of our friends to think about, you know, ask your friends some of these questions, especially the ones that I say were my favorites. Um, <laughs> yes. As long as you're prepared to kind of have an emotional response, because it it, it is deepening the friendship it is deepening the tribe which allows you to see different ways that you can show up for one another and celebrate on one another and understand one another so thank y'all for joining us this was real yes this was real thank y'all for tuning in (laughs) thank y'all for tuning in to this week's grown ass tribes episode of the fake friends podcast with kiara rose and so let's see be sure to follow us on instagram at fake friends podcast If you love this episode of the Fake Friends Podcast, head over to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We appreciate you growing with us. Don't forget to join us for next week's episode, Grown Ass Love. Until next time. Bye. Bye.